This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Wednesday, April the 27th, 2016. Hey, good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. My name's Homer Lopez. Thank you for joining us. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver, legal, lawful, constitutional tender, and it's, an e- it's as easy as giving us a call at 1-800-951-0592. Today the lovely Wendy is here to answer your calls, take your questions, walk you through your order. You might find it easier to point and click. Go check us out online at allamericangold.com. Not only can you order online, look at the beautiful products, see what you want in your vault, but you can check out the news to disturb the comfortable. Well, we don't tell you what to think, but we certainly give you something to think about. And I will tell you, there's a lot of substance. There's a lot of information that's shared on there and the work and research that's done behind that to put in front of you, to give you the insight to what is happening with our economy. It's all brought to you by Joe Jake with the CEO, the owner of the company, the man who I will just tell you, Leads a humble life. It's a boring life of research and information gathering. I don't know how he does it. Joe, how do you do it? I just got to know. I mean, why Why do you read you know what? all of this stuff? <laughs> just I'm sick so, in the head. You yeah. are sick in the head. I'm I can't you. help it. I can't help it. My. Uh... I know our, re- our, our, our listeners appreciate the work you do to get that info to them, but I'll just tell you, I see you in here just uh, humming away with your brain, and I don't get it. Happy Wednesday, everybody, and again, another incredible 24 hours since we talked to you last, and, and we are on, we are hours away from hearing what the Federal Reserve has to say about the state of not only our economy, but the new global economy. Uh, here's all, Apple, Twitter, Boeing. Chipotle, Baker Hughes, Hess, H&R Block, Goodyear, Whirlpool, Buffalo Wild Wings, all came out with earnings in the last 24 hours. All of them missed expectations, and Apple probably being, as we talked about yesterday, the first ever iPhone sale declined, the first time they've had declining revenues as a company in 13 years. And then the the presidential election, a huge sweep for the Donald. Uh, Hillary won four out of five. And the one thing I will tell you is America is angry. I mean, you can just feel it. You can see it. I think everybody is just sick of it. They're frustrated. I'm frustrated. You're frustrated. We continually feel like we're just, whether we're getting stabbed in the back or punched in the face, it seems like it never ends. You know, uh, yesterday I didn't get to it, but the city of surprise now says, hey, by the way, uh, we need more money somehow. How about we just start taxing food? Uh, If that goes through, of the 12 largest cities in the valley, you know, when you got Phoenix, Scottsdale, Mesa, Glendale, Chandler, Peoria, Peoria uh, yeah. Tempe, uh, there will only be two left if Surprise institutes its 2.12% food tax. So are they following the other, 
the correct. Fund you mentioned? Yeah, there will only be two left that don't charge a food tax. And don't worry, it's not like you're special. They just overtax you somewhere else. Uh, but but then, you know, whether it be, you know, I'm just thinking about how hard people have to work. And it's incredible. I know, Homer, you were, you had a gal, she was doing an interview yesterday, and and her boss was, or a uh, potential future boss, was giving the interview, and they were talking about the work schedule and the the boss, well, I work seven days a week. You know, and and the, and the candidates like uh, okay. Let me take that in for a second. I'm not going to respond to that, but let me take that in. You know, when you're interviewing somebody and you want to bring them on board, you don't tell them you work seven days a week. Well, you know what the funny uh, part is is either you're working seven days a week, eighty hours a week, or you're getting part time work. There seems like there's no more in between. Let me ask you something. What do you think? I mean, people do this all the time where they, you know, if they own a company, and this is a person that doesn't own this company. You're working seven days a week. you got to close the books at the end of the month. Those days are 15-hour days, okay, when you're running a company. I'm just telling you, you can have a $60,000, $70,000 base salary, but if you are working 80 hours in a single week, what are you really making an hour, right? right? Half? And this is it. And then you think about at the end of the week, at the end of the month, you have less money. Than you did a year ago and Guess two years ago. Guess what else you have less of? People, time. Yeah, you have, you less, have less time. time. You got less money. You got less everything. For what? You know, and, and I just think that as I as I watch, and I mean, Trump just killed him, right? Just killed him. I mean, he was in the upper fifties to sixty percent of the vote in every one of the states, and you, and you really start getting it. We've had enough. America's had enough. You know, these guys come out. They come out and they tell you about, like, Obamacare and how great it is and this and that and how much it's going to save everybody money, and you can keep your doctor if you want to, and, and it's going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread, and the deficit's going to go down and all this baloney. And then you find out, you know, here we are, listen, by ne- this time next year, here's what it's really going to cost. Everybody that doesn't get it for free, their premiums have doubled. The national debt that was supposed to get better is going to add trillions of dollars to it, and it's just one of the one of the thousands of examples that we continually get from all of these, whether it's a Democrat or a Republican, it really doesn't matter. They just come out and they just lie to, you, lie to our face, continually tell us that they're looking out for the best interest of the people, but when the reality is, is they could care less about what you think. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Patriot Radio News Hour. Double J in the love. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. And, you know, I think about... But Eric used to talk about... Hey, one of these days, we're going to want all this stuff back. We're going to want the jobs back. We're going to want the economy that manufactures things back. We're going to want a time when you could go to work, work hard, advance through the company, be able to make a decent wage, 
to buy a home, own a car, put your kids through school, and be able to still have some left over to build for retirement. And instead, here's what we've got now. We've got people retiring that still have student debt loans. We've got people retiring. I mean, not a few. Not 5 or 10 or 15%. Half the people that retire have nothing. They don't have a house. They don't have any money in the bank. And they don't have a job. Or if they, well, maybe they're working at Walmart. I mean, really, that's that's about it. If you're out there looking for a job right now, I'm telling you, your options are limited. 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 I mean, I, 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 I'll just tell but you. The economy's that, great. The job market's wonderful. Sure, the job market's wonderful. If you want to be part time working and serving me when I go sit down at Happy or uh, uh, Happy Valley, one of the restaurants up there, there's plenty of waitresses and waiter jobs. Is that what you went to college for? Is that what you went to spend $80,000 to get in debt for? You know, and I think people are just tired. You know, like I said, they've inundated us, and especially, I mean, first it was. Uh, cable TV, right? And then it went to uh, the the invention of the internet and the phones and all this stuff, and you just bombarded with all of this stuff that that this whole time, they, they kind of have laid out, okay, here's what you need to do. If you do the following things, you will be able to live the American dream, right? You go to school, do what you have to do, doesn't matter. You got to go 40, 50, 100, 250,000 in debt. You get that degree. Of course, and they told you, hey, do it with it, with it, whatever you want. Right? Go, go, uh, use your passion. What makes you passionate? Do that. Yes, go for theater and, and French and journalism and all the, go do those things. There's no jobs for those things. But you go ahead and do it anyway. And then they told us, you know, save your money, do your 401Ks. Everybody's got to buy a house. Remember that deal? If you don't buy a house, something's wrong with you. Right? Because that's part of the American dream. And apparently, according to our elected officials, they wanted everybody to believe that everybody was entitled to get this stuff. Not to work for it. And of course, by the time it was all over, <laughs> the funny part is it's still going on. You know, they, they try to tell us how great the housing market is. I don't know if you saw pending home sales came out today. They were up 1% for March. But the big news was how bad the sales were in the West. And everything in housing starts here first. Everything in housing starts in the West first. And and listen, I'm sure San Francisco is a wonderful place. But you can't have home prices exceed, you know, to the point where 89, 90% of the people that work there can't even afford to live there. And I know Denver's a great place. And the potheads are all excited. But we already, well, you know, I thought we knew. 
home prices don't go up 10 and 15 and 20% a year. And when they do, it tells you something's wrong. And now what we're starting to see is just the exact same thing, which, as I said, is no one can afford to buy a home out here anymore. And I think America is just angry. I'd be angry. Uh, Of course I'd be angry. How would you like it if you were out there and you actually had that job and you were busting your hump day in and day out, week in and week out, you're working, your wife's working, You're both pulling down decent money. And at the end of every month, you you barely got enough money. You can't even go on vacation. How many of you out there listening, you know what your vacation is? Oh, well, Friday was a holiday and I took off Monday. Right? That's the new vacation, the long weekend. I actually can't afford to take a whole week off because I don't have the money to take a whole week off. Or my wife, she can't get the week off, or whatever it may be. It's just, it's so hard anymore. And then you start thinking about 45 million people are on food stamps. You start thinking about the fact that the these visa programs and all of the hundreds of thousands of foreigners invading this country and taking your job. And you sit there and you wonder, when is the media, when is the people going to wake up and say, hey, enough? I mean, you know what, it's simple why Donald Trump's so popular. Right? He's the one guy saying, hey, listen, we're going to make Apple build stuff here again. (laughs) Of course, after this earnings report from them, who knows? Right? All bets are off. They may have to leave China, go somewhere cheaper. I mean... 800 bucks for a phone? Maybe they should start with that problem. <laughs> right? That is, that right? is ridiculous. It I mean, is it, ridiculous. you think about this. It, there, the studies out say half the, the population now doesn't even have $400. Apple's essentially saying, hey, you, have, you can't buy one of our phones. <laughs> well, I guess they get on the little payment plan, right? Everything's a payment plan. Right. This is the. I guess this is the, the the new American dream. You rent your house. You rent your car. Right. Lease it. Right. That's nothing more than a rent. Rent your phone. Right. Rent all that stuff. Next thing you know, I mean, we're probably. I, I would suppose that we're going to see a huge comeback in the rent centers. You right. Might, rent, yeah. rent, rent your furniture. Listen, <laughs> just rent everything. Verizon, Verizon just offered me a uh, cell phone upgrade. You know, uh, and I can go get the the iPhone six. Okay, for thirty two dollars a month for the, the next one that just months, right, the one that you couldn't sell, sell right? right? For, for thirty two dollars a month for the next twenty four months, and I'll, you know it's only seven hundred and uh, seven hundred seventy bucks. Okay, <laughs> for uh, an iPhone that isn't gonna you know that that, that you also have to buy a hundred dollars insurance on. That you also, because those things break, okay? I, I'm just telling you, there's a reason iPhone's going to lose some money here, you know? But what's the next big thing? Who knows? You know, we were talking about this also, and I'm looking at it. You said bring it up. A 12-pack of a beer is $17. This is 12-pack, and you're this looking This is an advertising. Now, it's some form of an IPA. But it, regardless, but we're but, and Wait, beer. is that PPR for $15? For $15, okay? 
We're talking PBR for fifteen dollars. A twelve pack of Sierra Nevada is fifteen dollars. Like, I mean, when did beer? A twelve pack of beer, each can is now you know a dollar seventy five a can. Okay, so it's going to be tougher for you to cope. Remember folks. when you uh, used? Uh, not, now listen, I don't uh, you know go out and and drink and all this stuff. Uh, but remember, beer was like you know, there's dollar dollar beer at the at the bar. I don't know what is that. Twenties. Oh yeah, sure. right. Yeah. Now I I mean one beer is like five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's, that's a draft. That's happy hour. Just so you know, that's happy hour. Okay. I mean, uh, but I will just tell you. I mean, it, it is. We know this uh, just because we know people and the the markup on beer is incredible. But I do believe the cost of running a business makes it so that they have to market it. Well, they do. Look at that. Pabst Blue Ribbon for $15? When did that become a premium beer? You know what? I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, if you're holding a can of Pabst, you're popular. (laughs) You're cool. You know? That, you're riding a Harley and whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I just think that it's it's something where we're, we're slowly... And, you know, you just start thinking about this stuff. You start to get it. They're not raising rates because they can't. I mean, remember, three months ago, just three months ago, they were telling us GDP was going to be 3%. You know what it's going to be tomorrow? It's coming out tomorrow. Well, the first look. I don't know. I'm going to guess it at about a half a percent. Right, not even close. And then they sit there and they say, "Well, we can't understand it because look at the great jobs numbers." And then you start looking at the actual jobs you're allowed to get, and then you start to understand how hard it is, and and why it is that so many people. Are, are struggling just to stay right where they're at. And really, I think the vast majority of Americans, and I don't care, from 250000 on down, they're actually working so hard to try to stay in place. And the vast majority of us are slipping. Right? The vast majority of us are slipping. At the end of the month, there's just not as much money to go around as there was before. Half of people are what? What did they say? Stock ownership now in the country's down to 52%. Half of us don't own a single one. And the answer really, it's twofold. The majority of them can't afford any. Right? Hey, I don't have any money for stocks. I don't have any money to buy bonds. And then the other piece of the people are like, I have no interest. I've never, ever made money. I've made money in the stock market. I bought Apple last week, and today it got crushed, and I'm out. By the way, they said that Apple, after it reported earnings yesterday... It only fell, it fell like 8%, and I think it's actually off the lows today anyway. But at one point, they lost $46 billion. $46 billion disappeared. 
just like that. Gone. And you sit there and you think, and I think most people are starting to realize, I don't want any part of that. They don't care about me. They don't represent my values. And most of us believe that, you know what, the vast majority of these companies lie, cheat, and steal anyway. Just like I believe the vast majority of us believe all of our elected politicians lie, cheat, and steal anyway. And this is one of the part of the wisdom that the founding fathers had. You know, first of all, they didn't believe in big government. I think they'd be appalled at what government does today. But they also believed in your money should be gold and silver. Because it prevented the manipulation, the lying, the cheating, the stealing. In order for you to make a $20 bill, somebody somewhere had to go into the ground and work to get it. And it, you know what the thing it made the the money powerful. You know, you think as we sit here and we, as America continually loses influence all over the world, isn't it directly correlated to how cheap, how much they've cheapened the Federal Reserve note? Patriot Radio News Hour, halftime on a Wednesday. Welcome back. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592, and they've, they've just given it all away. All the things, you know, started way back decades ago when my uncle started this company. And and you think about all the things that he was trying to warn you about. And things, you know, they don't happen overnight. But when you you come out on this path, and sometimes it takes, you know, three months, six months, a year, five years, ten years. But you're seeing all the things that, that he was warning about then, and now you fast forward, and, and here they are. Right? They've either all these things, they've either already happened. You know, he talked about the dangers of what NAFTA and GATT were really going to bring. And he, and he would warn you, one of these days you're going to want them back, talking about the jobs. He, he warned about the deficits, right, and how they were going to crush us economically. And you sit here today and you look where we're at. I mean, think about people can't get out of California Illinois, New Jersey. I mean, they can't get out of these states fast enough. And everywhere you turn around, it's just getting worse. You know, what's funny is hardly anybody even talks about lowering taxes anymore. Nobody talks about balancing the deficits anymore. No one pretends, no one for sure pretends about ever paying it off. 
Right now we pretend that we may raise rates one day, sometime. Right? We we look back and think about, man, if we could just get 2% growth. 20 years ago, 2% growth, you talked about cutting rates because that wasn't good enough. Nobody, when's the last time you heard grow your way out of it? We're going to grow our way out of it. And then you start thinking about what happened. Right yesterday, I said, what, did we just become bad workers? All of a sudden, the American worker, who, let's face it, in the history of the world, you go back and maybe you see, you know, you had the Romans and all the, the stuff that they built, and, and you think about, you know, the uh, the age in Europe, right, where the they went and, and were opening up all the trade routes and doing all this stuff. And then you think about the American worker, and nobody was better than the American worker. And now the American worker is an endangered species. And I told you, I was warning you this was going to happen. We sat back. And we watched, and we believed, as the people we were voting for, as the, you know, you think about the advent of all the stock channels, you know, that's a new phenomenon. They haven't been around. I mean, they've only been around, you know, really starting with my generation. And, of course, the baby boomers before me, right? When you guys were first in your 30s, and there was no CNBC. Right, and we sat there and we wanted to think about and wanted to believe that these things were going to be great. Don't worry. We don't want those jobs. And trust me, the job you have is going to be fine. We're not getting rid of that job. Wink, wink, nod, nod. You just keep putting money in your 401k and your mutual funds. Don't worry, I know we're building some factories over other places, but don't worry. That's all, we're only building them over there because there's just, you know, there's only so many Americans. Right? You know, so we, we, and besides, these are just the low-end jobs. Right, we, you don't want to do those jobs. You want to be educated. And then you find out Wait a minute. I am educated. What do you mean I have to train my replacement? What do you mean my job's been outsourced? Your stock is at an all-time high. What do you mean I'm getting laid off? You just paid yourself an extra $10 million a year. You just announced a billion-dollar stock buyback. What do you mean I don't work here anymore? And this is happening all over the country. You know, Jim Cramer did a piece yesterday. You know what he said the big news about this earnings season has been? And this was before the big group I gave you to start the show. 
the big winners in the earnings game so far were the companies who laid off the most people. That's been the big winner. If you came out with an earnings report and you announced a layoff, you were a winner. Right? The last few years, it always had been buybacks. <laughs> Whoever announced the most amount of buybacks. You see, after the buybacks don't work, then the layoffs come. But don't worry, because the unemployment rate's, you know, below 5%. And you sit there and you wonder, and you look at yesterday and, and the vote and how it went down. You look at a guy, you know, Bernie Sanders, he didn't win. And and it looks like Hillary's going to get the nomination. But here was a guy a year ago. No one ever even heard of this guy. Matter of fact, I don't. I don't think I even knew his name until Eric came out on the show and said, "Hey, this guy's going to win. He's going to win the." And he said, "Sanders Trump." And I laughed at both of those things. But you know what? This is. Really, when you really, truly look at it, this is how angry the country really is. And the anger isn't just from the ones who've been left behind. You know, 10 years ago, there wasn't even 20 million people on food stamps. Now there's 45, 46 million. They got left behind. But it's not just them. It's people like me. I work harder and harder day in and day out. And you know what? I can't even stay in place. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back. Hours away. From the Federal Reserve, and of course, once again, just another one of these spins, right? People that simply will refuse to shoot it straight with America. Wouldn't it be great if Janet Yellen just said, you know what, let me just tell you what's really going on. Okay, we blew it. Right, we, we, we let the banks run amok. We created all of these bubbles. We we didn't. We weren't. We we were deficient in our jobs, and we blew it. You know what? We thought free trade was a great idea, but now that we've realized how far it's gone, we want to roll it back. There's not enough good jobs in America any longer, right? I mean, if you think about this. You know how bad the housing market would be without the foreigners buying? I mean, think about that. How bad is it really? I mean, you're talking about foreign buyers making up 15, 20, some parts of the country, 25, 30% of the housing market. And, and so you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself, you know, today we're probably going to get some watered-down version of, well, well, you know, we're worried about this or that. 
but this is okay, but we're worried about that. You know, we're still on, we're still going to raise rates sometime. You know, I don't know when. And the illusion that somehow they have control of all of this. But the realities are it's the exact opposite is happening. So I think we're going to get a very dovish statement today. Then tomorrow, uh, first look GDP number already. You know, well, let's face it, they've got expectations down to next to nothing. And that's probably what GDP is going to be. It's going to be next to nothing. And then the following week, I want to say the first week of May, I think the EBC is going to vote, the ECB is going to vote on the elimination of the $500 euro note. And and you start looking at all of these catalysts, all of the reasons why, uh, you know what, it was, I think it was Jim Willie today said another gold breakout is here. Talking about gold moving above its 50-week moving average and silver the same thing. And and we sit here like today, you know what? Gold's up another what eight bucks, twelve hundred and fifty-one dollars. Uh, silver's up another eighteen cents, uh, seventeen dollars and thirty cents right now. I mean, if you sit there and you think, you know, if you get a a really dovish Fed statement today, and you get a, a even more surprisingly bad GDP number tomorrow. I mean, you could easily see both gold and silver taking out, you know, $1,300 gold, $18 silver. I mean, we could, by the end of the week, we could be talking about $19 silver. Talking about $1,300 going to $1,400 gold. And the the real reason is because the central banks have lost all control. They've lost credibility. Right? You think about all the policies that they're they're instituting right now are things they promised they would never do. And so you know what makes it worse is the media goes right along with it, don't they? Yeah, it's okay you don't get any money for your savings. I know we're gonna those of you listen, half of you don't have any money anyway, so it doesn't matter. And the other half of you got less than, than five grand. So the 25% that's left, yeah, you, you're going to have to be risky. We're going to force you to risk your money. And you start thinking about, well, I don't want to risk my money. I'm going to leave it in the bank then. I'm not buying stocks. I'm not buying these bonds. And then you think about what they did with the Dodd-Frank regulations. You're risking your money no matter what. These loans don't go. These banks don't go. This thing comes unhinged. We've got it all set up. We've got it all set up because we're not going to bail out again. Nope, we're not doing that. Because let's face it, the banks you got that are left, the, just the big four banks now have over $4 trillion 
of United States deposits. You know, the FDIC's got $20 billion, but don't worry. Because they'll just go in there and they'll make you all, they'll make all of us shareholders in the bank and that'll make it better. And this is really what's at stake. The entire well-being of the United States citizenry is what's at stake. This is what we're fighting for. This is what we're so upset about. Because after all the bubbles, right, all the bubbles that gave us the illusion that it was going to work, the NASDAQ bubble, and it burst, right? Remember that? How about the late 80s? The, the stock market crash of 87, the, then the bubble, the NASDAQ bubble, and then we had the housing bubble, then the financial crisis. Now we've got this huge debt bubble. And all the while, every time we come out of it a little worse and a little worse and a little worse. And now, we, now we're staring right at the precipice of the abyss. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment before Janet Yellen talks. Final segment on a Wednesday. You're looking at getting in before the Federal Reserve. Because let's face it, we have no idea. I have no idea what she's going to say. I know what she's not going to say. Right? I know she's not going to say the truth. And normally, normally right now, I mean, when you look at, at least in recent history, the last four years or so, you always could set your watch. Fed meeting, gold sell-off. Fed meeting, gold sell-off. Fed meeting, gold sell-off. Right? Because they were talking about the, the great recovery and how rates were going to start rising and all of this stuff. But the last few Fed meetings, that, that pattern has become much less predictable. Matter of fact, I think two out of the last four meetings we've had big pops in gold. And that's because what I've been telling you all this year, which is the rate hike story is over. we got to start getting ready for what comes next. But if you're looking at beating the Fed, and if Jim Willie is right, and we're getting ready for the next leg up here in the gold market, we get a super dovish Fed followed by our horrendous GDP number, and we do get this uh, another breakout between now and the Fed announcement, which is, I want to say, 215 Eastern. I've got US $20 gold pieces at 1375. Gold's at 1250. So for the next a little over two and a half hours or so, you want to buy some gold, put some gold away before the Fed comes out, give us a call 800 951 uh, and then after the Fed meeting, all bets are off. I mean, price could be up, price could be down. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, don't forget about our preferred metals program. I mean, this thing is really st- taken off. 
Uh, if you can start, you can start investing in, in gold and physical delivery of gold and silver uh, with as little as a hundred dollars a month. I personally build every single one of these portfolios. Uh, the best part is you get all your money pooled together, uh, so you're going to be buying at the best prices possible. Uh, if you want more information on that, go out to allamericangold.com, click on the metals program button, and you can read all about it. Uh, before we head out, gold's up eight, twelve hundred and fifty. Silver's up uh, seventeen cents, twelve hundred or seventeen dollars and twenty-eight cents. Uh, the Dow is mi- mixed. The Dow's up, uh, most likely because they're betting on dovish. Uh, the Nasdaq is down, as of course Apple being the news of the day there. Uh, the S and P's down a couple as well, and I think everybody's just kind of waiting to see what the Fed does. Uh, Citigroup was out with an announcement saying that the Federal Reserve is partying like it's 1998, warning all of us, get ready. They're setting us up for another crash. Patriot Radio News Hour. Can't wait to talk about tomorrow and what Janet Yellen said or did not say. Everybody have a great hump day. We'll talk again tomorrow.